You know, I always like to take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 61 of the Toe Sweet Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we have a lot of topics to hop into. AEW moving to Turner? Is it legit? We're about to hop into that. Top 10 superstars that need to switch brands in the superstar shakeup, plus much more impact. Eli Drake Road Dog. We're gonna hop into all of that. So stay tuned. You don't know where you can find me. You can hit me up on Twitter at 2SweetPod and at OMGCoreyB at the number 2 Sweet P-O-D. You can find all my listings, YouTube, Periscope, all of that good stuff. I'm going to have it listed on the pinned tweet. So, we're going to hop into best thing, funniest thing, and man, what a week. I'm going to cheat here. I'm going to include WrestleMania weekend into my best thing, funniest thing of the week. And we're going to start with the funniest thing, the hashtag Miss Dad memes. Oh, my goodness. Like, Miss Dad, George Mazanin, is just a monument of glory. He put up his Dukes versus Shane McMahon, and a meme was born. Miss Dad, I just saw the greatest thing. He put up his hands. They had him against uh, Immortal Kombat. Uh, they had him against The Undertaker putting up his dukes, and I thought that was just hilarious. Just so many great memes that came out of this, and The Undertaker one was at uh, the Get the, Get the Tables podcast. They put that up. I thought that was hilarious. Just so many great things that came out of the Miz Dad memes. It was hilarious. Best thing of the week. How can I go anywhere else? I, I keep saying it. I sound like a broken record, but Kofi Kingston winning that title at WrestleMania was the best thing. Oh my goodness. I have not come off the high of seeing that guy win a title and seeing his son get out, get on the middle ropes like Steve Austin after he won the title versus Shawn Michaels. That kid is awesome. Kofi is awesome. It was a wonderful moment and we have worst thing of the week too. Worst thing there. Maybe not the exact worst thing, but one of the worst things of the week, the WWE Universal title. They have Velcro, Velcro straps now. They don't have the hooks anymore. Like, they put Velcro straps on it. That's just a personal beef of mine. I just, I had to get into the show. Velcro? What is this? Like a kid's title? But that's beside the point. We're going to move on into number one spot, the segment. Well, look at the number one anything of the week. It could be number one fans of the week. It could be number one anything. So we have three number one things here. We have the number one spot. We have the number one chant. And we have the number one match of the week. We're going to start with the number one chant. The fans of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown with Becky Lynch came out. They started singing her song. And it was phenomenally done. Becky couldn't even get out of words. She was stumbling through a promo a little bit. It kind of caught her off guard. But that was great. The number one spot. Literally the number one spot of the week. Miz and Shane McMahon. That suplex like from the announce table was just sick i love every single bit of it shane mcmahon picks up the win inexplicably but the number one match of the week cole versus gargano two out of three falls nxt takeover it was a phenomenal match just purely i'm taking the emotion out of it because if i add emotion it's Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston, but just on match alone, Adam Cole versus Gargano, fantastic match. So moving on, 
to the topics at hand, we're going to start with AEW. And before I go any further, I'm going to start with this music. I'm going to do this with this music. And so we are going to move on here. We had a tweet from the Fight Oracle. It is an insider. It said that the Warner Media Group through TNT would be presenting All Elite Wrestling wrestling to advertisers on May 15th. That is the date when the Warner Media's group up front where advertisers will learn of the upcoming fall content lineup will take place. So, this is very interesting. Look, man, it is starting to get more legit by the minute. And this is... Like, this is it, man. Looking at an update to the news, uh, this comes from E-Wrestling News, by the way. They said that, according to sources, AEW will be airing on Tuesday nights and will premiere the same week as WWE SmackDown Live moves to Fox. They will be moving to Friday nights, which means AEW would air on October 1st. So this is crazy, man. Turner... Like for all us old school wrestling fans, man, that remember WCW Nitro, that's why this music is playing on TNT, man. That was just a phenomenal time. And it is just a special time, man. And I look at this and like it is a legit TV company. I hope it goes to TNT. I don't want it to go to TBS. I don't want it to go to True TV. I want to live my old school life where I turn to TNT it's the same channel as it was before and like I really want that to happen and we got to look at all of these people that were had all the jokes for all elite wrestling if this report goes down to be true they had all the jokes for all elite wrestling oh it's just a t-shirt company oh they just won't they won't last and I said way before I think this was months ago I said that man you got to stop making definitive statements as it as it pertains to this all elite wrestling because we don't know how big it's gonna be we don't know how small it's gonna be we just don't know so I didn't make a definitive statement what I did say is that I stopped doubting wrestling a long time ago and look this seems to be it like this seems to be legit this coincides, this announcement will coincide with Double or Nothing, which would air at the end of the month. I am going to be watching that live because I believe something big is going to happen at that pay-per-view. But back to the point at hand, this is a big deal. Upfronts is a huge deal if you're getting ad- you're getting advertised to advertisers. This is a huge win for All Elite Wrestling. It seems that all of the rumors are to be true. This brings me back, like I said, to WCW, man, on Turner every Monday night. Hearing that music, man, it just brings chills to me. And it just brings me all the way back if they end up on TNT. And the best thing about this is the younger generation, man, the generation of this day doesn't know a time of wrestling when there were two wrestling companies on major networks like the closest it came was when TNA was now Impact Wrestling was on Spike TV and Spike TV is a big-ish channel but not what I would consider to be a major channel like USA like 
on TNT like TBS. I don't consider it to be a major channel. It is the Paramount channel now. I still don't consider it to be a major channel. But this would be a major TV company. Now, whether you want to argue that All Elite Wrestling is a major wrestling company, I wouldn't say that just that. They have to prove some things first before they can be considered a major wrestling company. I'll say that much. But if we have it on Monday night's Raw, Tuesday night's uh, All Elite Wrestling, look, that kids just do not know the best of wrestling. They know the best of wrestling matches. There's been some phenomenal match wrestling matches in this generation. Don't get me wrong. But the best of wrestling is when there are two wrestling companies on major TV channels and they are going back and forth at each other. And like that is the glory that was the 90s, the late 90s, the mid to late 90s. Nitro on one channel, Raw on the other channel, on Monday nights, it was just great. And I want kids to get a little taste of, of it. It will not be WCW versus WWF. It just, you, I don't think we'll be able to find that magic again. But if we can get close to it or close-ish to it, I would love for the generation of today to see something like that. And we just might get it going forward. As for the ratings, Look, they are gonna, I'm gonna make a sweeping statement here and say they're gonna pull a big number on the first night. Like, big numbers are relatively speaking big in the era of today. Way back when it was WCW versus WWF, man, they was pulling fives and six, man, on the rating scale. Like, it's like twos and threes now. So it would be big-ish for the first night because we're all going to tune in. I believe something big is going to happen on that night as well. You got to pull something big the first night because you go back to WCW Nitro, Lex Luger came out the very first night. And it was like, oh man, this is huge. So I believe all of you wrestling has to pull something big to keep the, the viewers drawn in and Look, I believe it's going to be a big success. I'm hoping with my heart that it is a big success and I will be paying attention to it. Every little bit of attention I will be paying to it. So we're going to move on here. We're going to look at the top 10 stars that need to be moved in the Superstar Shakeup. Now, a couple of particulars here. I have stars and tag team. I have tag teams as one. Because that's the way they did it last year, if I'm not mistaken. They drafted tag teams. And I'm not going to be talking about the people that simply need to be used that are back in catering. Like, for example, Sanity. They don't need a brand switch. They just need to be used. Uh, the Good Brothers. They don't need a brand switch. They just need to be used. Authors of Pain. Like, the list goes on of people that are just in catering that need to be used. So, we're going to hop right in, into it in no particular order here. Just the top 10. We are going to start with Alistair Black and Ricochet. Look, I don't particularly know what brand they are on because they haven't definitively said yet. But I'm guessing that they are on SmackDown. One of them, whoever it is, Alistair Black or Ricochet, one of them needs to leave and go to to the other brand because look i have no problems with alistair black and ricochet as a tag team i don't hate them i like them i don't love them well i love them because they put on great matches but they will be much better used as single stars just think about it like we could be having ricochet versus 
Finn Balor for the Intercontinental title or Alistair Black versus Samoa Joe for the US title. That would be a hard-hitting match. Those would be great for those guys. I see bigger and better things for those guys as single stars. So one of them, whoever it is, needs to go to the separate brand. Uh, looking moving forward, AJ Styles. Surprisingly enough, I've wanted this man to stay at SmackDown, stay at SmackDown, stay at SmackDown for the longest now. And like he's at a point to where, you know what, he's Mr. SmackDown. He's taking a torch from John Cena. But at this standpoint, he's done every single thing that he can do on SmackDown. Like there's nothing left for AJ Styles on SmackDown to do if I'm being totally honest with myself. So he needs to move on to Raw. And I think we need to build up to that. AJ Styles, Seth Rollins match that we have all been looking forward to, have been wanting for quite some time now. So moving on, Braun Strowman. Look, Braun Strowman is just in the dumps right now, man. Like, he has just not been the guy. At one point, bro, I always belabor this point. He was close to being the guy. He was next in line and like he just went to nothing. He needs to move brands badly. And maybe a move to SmackDown would be a jolt in the arm for Braun Strowman. He certainly needs it. I mean, he got into it with some more Joe in the most recent episode of SmackDown. So we'll see how that goes. So moving on. Bobby Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. Look, this guy needs a move as well. I don't see much promotion for him on Raw outside of winning the Intercontinental title and possibly competing for it. And then at that point, after WrestleMania, after he's lost it to Finn Balor, I don't see him getting up to that anymore. So I don't really see a place for him on Monday Night Raw. So I think he really needs to move to SmackDown. With SmackDown, it's a kind of a place to where anybody could win the world title. I think on SmackDown, anybody has a chance so long as you get hot. And if they treat Bobby Lashley with respect, I think the guy could get over as a menacing a heel. So a move to SmackDown, I think, would be great for him. Moving on, the revival. Yes, they just won the tag titles. I understand it. But let's just look at the revival's run on Raw. Like, man, they won the tag titles, but before that, they were not being used. And they asked for, they asked out. And they got a tag team title run because of it. But during the tag team title run, it was one of the more lackluster tag team title runs I've ever seen. They kept losing every week. And it's like, man, the revival is here to take another loss. Jeez. And they lose it to Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. I don't know what. Like, let these guys go to SmackDown. Let them be great, man. The revival that we know and love. Let them be great. So, moving on. The Usos. Like, they are in a spot, if you ask me, where to where AJ Styles is. They are the preeminent tag team on SmackDown Live. But at the same time, they've done it all on SmackDown Live. Like, they have there's there's nothing else left for the Usos to do to where we can look at it and be like, okay, woof, that's something new. Outside, I will say outside of Wrestle the Hardy Boys, like in a series of pay-per-views. If, if you want to go with that again for a couple of months, then that's something new. But they need a fresh start. After the Hardys, that's it. There's nothing else left for them to do. Like I think they need a fresh start 
going forward and I think they need to move to Monday Night Raw. Moving on, the Riot Squad. Yes, the Riot Squad. And it's tough for me to judge ladies because apparently Becky Lynch is like they haven't unified the belts yet. So it was tough for me to put a single lady on it because Becky Lynch is defending the Raw title and defending the SmackDown title. So it's tough to know uh, where each lady should be or how I should rank the ladies in this list. But the Riot Squad definitely needs a move from Monday Night Raw. Like they are getting no respect whatsoever. And they have been the whipping girls of like everybody like Sasha, Bailey. The list goes on and on. They need a move to SmackDown. And let's try to build them back up to what they were. Moving on, Roman Reigns, surprisingly enough. Look, I know it's gonna, they're moving SmackDown to, to Fox and they wanna make it big enough. Roman is a big name and the biggest name for to them, not for me, but to them, they love Roman Reigns. And I think he really needs a move from Monday Night Raw. I think SmackDown would freshen him up as well. I would welcome Roman Reigns to SmackDown, even though with all these, with all those names moving to SmackDown, especially Roman, like that signals the end of Kofi Kingston's reign, I think. But you know what? I had to come to an end at some point or another. Roman Reigns, I think, would be great for SmackDown. Moving on, Randy Orton. He's at a point to where like he's been on SmackDown for like forever now, and like he's another one to where I look at it and I'm like, huh. I don't know how much is left for Randy Orton on SmackDown, and I would like to see him move to Raw. Moving on to the last superstar that needs a move, Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, I said that teams are one of each, and Rusev and Nakamura is together, but I don't look at them like a team like I look at the Usos, or the New Day, or the Revival, or the Good Brothers. I don't look at them like a tag team like that they are individuals that just so happen to be a tag team so nakamura i really think he needs a face turn and he needs a move from smackdown to get back to the old nakamura that was over with everybody he really needs a move those are the top 10 superstars that need a move from smackdown or from raw they just need to move brands so moving on Back to AEW, actually. Did AEW win big time on WrestleMania weekend? The short answer is yes. I didn't get to this, but boy, it was one of the one of the more interesting subplots during WrestleMania weekend that just kind of got looked over because so much it was just so much going on for WrestleMania weekend that we forgot about this. Triple H during DX's a Hall of Fame ceremony really took some shots at AEW. I was like, look at Trips. Talking about how if you put executive vice president in front of everybody's name, they think they're important, and he, he called it a piss ant company. Like, at this point, I know what an ant is. I know what a fire ant is. What is a piss ant? And I think the Triple H has been hanging around uh, Ric Flair a little bit too long. He used to call Jay Lito a piss ant. And like, he, I was like, man, Triple H really out here calling AEW a piss ant company? How about that? So here's the thing. AEW got a ton of publicity. Like for WrestleMania weekend, man. Um, we were talking about all of these wrestling companies 
WWE, NXT TakeOver, uh, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, MLW. The list goes on and on and on. We talk about all these wrestling companies. But guess who we weren't talking about? AEW, All Elite Wrestling. They was just laying back in the cut. And like I don't think they could have paid for better promotion or publicity than what they got from Triple H. Like, if at this standpoint, the way I look at it, if casuals didn't know what an AEW was or what an All Elite Wrestling was, they know about it now because you look at it and you see DX going in, Harlem Heat going in, all of the great names that went in, Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, all of the great names that went in. And you know casuals are going to watch WrestleMania and casuals are going to watch the Hall of Fame ceremony because DX is going in. They're one of the most popular factions of all time. People are going to watch that. And you had a ton of people watching. And Billy Gunn mentioned, you know, he he's not going to get fired anymore. We get a big AEW chant. And like, I'm pretty sure if a casual is watching, they're like, why are they chanting? What are they chanting? AEW, what the heck is that? And Triple H then goes on to say, you know, Vince is going to buy that pissant company and fire you anyway. And if I'm a casual watching, I'm like, a company? Well, what? What? We got another wrestling company going on? Let me see. Let me find out about this AEW. So Triple H gave them a ton of publicity, man. And I look at the situation and man, look, it's like a rap beef. If two rappers are beefing, it's kind of like uh, Jay-Z and 50 Cent. Look, 50 Cent, when he first got on the scene, he threw a whole bunch, of, made a diss track and threw a whole bunch of shots at all of, the, all of the famous people in the rap industry. Not all of them, but most of them. He threw a shot at Jay-Z. And then Jay-Z came back and said, he made a song, he said, I'm about the dollar. Who is 50 Cent? And then 50 Cent blew up after that. Jay-Z mentioned him and it was like, oh my goodness, who is this 50 Cent? He blew up after that. And that's what Triple H basically did to AEW. He mentioned them by name in front of everybody. And I'm pretty sure the casuals are like, well, who is this AEW? Let me find out about him. So, well, Trips, there you go. And I got to say, it reminded me of back in the 90s when WWE and WCW used to just mention each other. Uh, nearly every week they would take shots at each other. And that's what it reminded me and of. And I got to say, I'm excited. You know what? WWE, AEW, if WWE may not want to admit it, but AEW has all of their full attention now i'm not gonna say AEW is here to put wwe out of business i'm not here to say that but they have wwe's attention and boy it is interesting to watch so moving on i'm gonna move on to some impact wrestling they had a finite uh, a great show united we stand if i'm not mistaken yes i recapped that that's on my youtube page Recap that, that was very fun, and they had a phenomenal uh, show afterwards that was taped in Windsor, great show, but another interesting subplot that went on during WrestleMania weekend that it was like it kind of got looked over because of the craziness, it happened on Sunday, that was WrestleMania day, so everybody was thinking about WrestleMania and the timing and everything else, and this just kind of came out of nowhere, Impact fired Eli Drake, so... 
I'm getting ready for WrestleMania. You know, I just had a big meal and I'm thinking thinking about whether or not I'm going to take my pre-WrestleMania nap or not. And this comes across the, the screen and I'm like, whoa, what is going on here? I'm shocked. Like, I couldn't believe it. So, it was reported that, you know what, Eli didn't want to work with Tessa Blanchard during the United We Stand. That's why it was Tessa Blanchard versus Joey Ryan. And it was reported that was the reason why Impact let him go. So, here's the deal. Impact, I mean, excuse me, Eli Drake has his views on intergender wrestling. He's not for it. He doesn't believe that it's, you know, believable and it isn't good for the company or whatnot. And he has some decent views. Other than he went further into detail, and he was like, you know, it wouldn't make sense for Ronda Rousey to fight a Brock Lesnar. And I understand him to a certain extent. You know, even Brian Cage, you know, had a view that you know what, I'm for intergender matches, but it has to make sense. And I understand where he's coming from on that one. Now, I don't think he can just, you know, back out of the Tessa Blanchard match when the company is like, look, we need you to do something. Like, I don't think he can do that or he should do that. But that's his opinion. I see where he's coming from. And I actually agree to an extent, but I am totally for intergender wrestling. I've seen some great intergender matches that have just wowed me and I have just loved. So, I'm not against intergender wrestling, but here's the deal. Is it the right punishment for Impact to fire Eli Drake? I'm not entirely sure on that one, but I get where they're coming from. Uh, they wanted him to do a job, and it seems like reportedly, so we don't have the full facts on that, it is reported that he that he backed out of the Tessa Blanchard match and that Impact was like, no, we're not having this. And I understand that, you know, to an extent that a company is like, look, we pay you and we want you to do this match. You can't just back out of it. Obviously, Eli Drake feels the way he feels and he has sort of a point with some of his views. I don't, I do not agree totally with all of his views, but that's the way he feels looking at his contract like i seen some people on twitter saying that you know what uh eli drake was leaving anyways so they might as well have got him out of there look we don't know that just before this recent extension i would impact wrestling everybody including yours truly thought eli drake was leaving and he resigned with impact wrestling i was like whoa because I was thinking, oh, he's going to NXT, he's going to NXT, then bam, he resigns with Impact Wrestling, and it's like, oh, okay, Eli's back, that's what's up, and we don't know what he's going to do, so it's tough to say that, either way it goes, Eli Drake is no longer with Impact Wrestling, look, I wish that guy the best, because, look, man, Eli Drake was a phenomenal wrestler, and a phenomenal character as well. I think he brought a lot to Impact Wrestling. Like, uh, he wasn't doing much in his latest storyline. But I really wanted the guy to come back because he was a talented wrestler. And I saw a lot for him in Impact Wrestling. But I wish him well going forward. So, moving on to the last topic of the day. Road Dog, And this is just recent as today. At least I saw it today. Road Dog has stepped down as the co-lead writer for the SmackDown brand. The story from PW Insider, I want to give them credit, goes on to say that, you know, he was co-leader of 
co-lead writer, excuse me, for the SmackDown brand in that Rodar had gone, grown frustrated with changes made to the scripts by Vince McMahon and finally hit a breaking point at the SmackDown taping in Brooklyn on the recent episode of SmackDown. There is no word on whether or not he would be moved to another role. So it is said that it's unknown who will replace Road Dog at this time. So it also goes on to say that Lee Rider is more of a formality than it used to be because everything is funneled through Vince McMahon and he has final say on every single thing. So looking at the story, it's kind of a sad story because look, Vince McMahon and I look at this point we have to believe that this isn't reported everything goes through Vince McMahon and like these writers and Lee writers can come up with these stories and Vince McMahon can just rewrite the script and everything they work for is just out of the window because it goes through Vince McMahon I think that's a tough situation and a tough uh, situation to be in especially if you're the lead writer and I don't blame Road Dog, especially this is reported but if that's the reason why he stepped down, I don't blame him whatsoever. So I understand it. And like, I thought Road Dog got enough, too much blame and not enough credit uh, for the greatness of SmackDown. It wasn't perfect, but it was consistently better than Raw throughout his tenure. And I'm interested to see what's next for Road Dog. I thought he did a pretty decent job. Like I said, he wasn't perfect, but he always got too much credit too much blame and not enough of the credit and it'll be interesting to see what goes on for him moving forward i wish the best for him we'll see how it all turns out so that is it for this episode of the two sweet wrestling podcast let me know your thoughts on any of the topics and also hit me up on twitter at two sweet pod that's the number two sweet pod and at omg Corey b i follow back and i comment back to all